You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Um, it, like my husband said, it is a morning to just relax. We're going to have fun. Nothing that we can be, uh, that we need to be fearful of at all. Um, but what I did want to say is this. Um, it's really cool because I feel like the 9 a.m., it's a family service, so we're able to just go for it. Um, I was thinking this morning of First Kings, and my friend uh, Mark Colin, who's from San Diego, he's a worship leader in San Diego. Him and his wife are the most beautiful people, great friend of ours. But he posted this. He saw an image in the cloud, and it looked like a warrior, and it reminded him of Second Kings 6 in verse 16. And basically, it's about a, an evil king trying to come against Israel. When you see Israel, it's God's people. And uh, this king was, you know, trying to come up with plans of saying, okay, let's attack here. And then there is Elijah the prophet who would say, um, hey, king of Israel, um, they're going to be here, so make sure that they don't win. So he was just, uh, Elijah was giving the king of Israel all of the secrets of the enemy. And then the, uh, the evil king was kind of like fed up with this. What the heck? I'm trying to do all these things on the chessboard. You know, I have this move and this move and this move. And it's like, you know, who's, who from our team is hearing me say this? That's, on, uh, Israel's, that's on, on Israel's side, you know? It has to be some secret guy. And, uh, and they're like, no, none of us. It's none of us. It's this man of God, Elijah, who can hear the secrets that you say in your bedroom and he's exposing what you're saying. So we get to hear, we get to hear the, the um, we get to see the enemy exposed. That's the kind of amazing thing that we have in Christ because he has all authority. He knows everything. And uh, Satan doesn't create anything. We are, we have the, the creator God that, uh, that we live under. And uh, only Satan can do is pervert and thwart. That's why you keep on seeing definitions of words being changed constantly. Because that's the only thing that Satan knows how to do is try to pervert and thwart. But we just keep on speaking the truth. And this truth is what sets people free. Amen. And so, uh, so Elijah Anyway, um, so the amazing thing is that uh, with Elijah, the prophet who was exposing all the secrets of the, this evil king and his secrets, um, it was him and his servant, and they were in this valley, and uh, the servant went out early in the morning, and he said, oh my gosh, look at all of the, these, uh, this army, it's the chariots of, of horses, and you know, they're, they're coming, they're, they've attacked us because the, the evil king was trying to, we got to kill this Elijah guy. He's telling me all of my secrets. And, uh, and so then there, his, his servant, uh, Elijah, pl- prayed over his servant that the servant would actually see what's going on. And then, boom, his eyes were open. And it, it reminds me of this uh, valley because we're surrounded by these amazing uh, mountains. And the servant actually saw on the mountaintops, it was uh, chariots of fire. It, it was, so it was, they were surrounded by the army of God. And so that's when Elijah said in, uh, it was Second Kings 6, verse 16, uh, I'll start in 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? 
So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then that's when Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Uh, Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. So, and sometimes it may seem that, you know, what, it's just, it's me and, you know, it's, I, it's small, you know, but open your eyes and see. So I pray right now in Jesus' name that you guys are going to see that we are, we have more on our side than who are against us, that the mountains are covered, the chariots of fire is here. We have the God of army, God of the angels army on our side. Amen. So we have nothing to, to fear. Um, so uh, inner healing and deliverance. What is deliverance? And do you know what? I'm sorry, media team. Um, I sent in notes yesterday, and you're not going to be able to follow them. So they're <laughs> brand new notes. <laughs> so you guys can just follow with me, and it'll be good. Uh, so what is deliverance? Deliverance is the act of setting someone free from bondage of demonic spirits that can oppress and possess someone. This is done by using the authority, not an algorithm, not an algorithm, but this is done by using the authority Christ gave us in binding and loosening spirits in someone's life. So it's the act of being rescued and set free. Um, again, I, I just want to go over don't you love this Bible? Oh, I am so thankful for this plan because uh, we've gone through plans in the Bible. And I don't know why this is so easy to read. And so if you don't have your one-year Bible, I just encourage you to get it because, um, like I said, it's easy to read. You're going to love it. And uh, God has been preparing us for this day. Um, You know, this last week, it's been about fasting and fasting that leads up to breakthrough with certain spirits. You can only break them by prayer and fasting. So that's why it's such an ordained day for today. But uh, when we go through and uh, just reading about everything, it literally is gearing up us up for this moment of freedom. And the biggest thing is uh, we need to, we're seeing the, uh, and the reveal of God's love for us, love for you, that he wants you to be set free. And, uh, you know, the very first thing, like when we, first off, this is just cool to me, but Jesus got baptized under John the Baptist. Did he need to get baptized under him? No, because John was uh, baptizing unto repentance. So repentance means that you have some sin that you need to repent of. But Jesus, just like how he took and bore our sins on the cross, he's a perfect spotless lamb. He still was foreshadowing what he was going to do on the cross through baptism. So he's like, John's like, no, I'm not worthy to baptize you. But he still took on that baptism of repentance for us. And so that's his first act. And then you can see that he went, uh, he was tempted by Satan. And you just saw time and time again, the th- it was three things that Satan tried to do. But what is it? Satan tried to say, uh, you need to bow down. You need to uh, worship me. And, uh, and so that's what sin and uh, that's what we need to 
Those are the cycles. Those are the things that we need to become, get delivered from. It's things that we bow down to. It's something that, you know, we've bowed down. It's because of sin. You know, it's like, man, I'm caught up in this. You feel like you can't actually get set free because you're underneath something. And so, um, but Jesus was tempted and, you know, he... Again, like I said before, it's awesome because he, yeah, right there with Satan and he didn't fall under any temptation. But right after that, that's when he started his ministry. And he, uh, you know, the first person uh, said, if you're willing, he'll, you know, you'll heal me. And Jesus said, I am willing. So that's number one. He is willing. He's willing to deliver you. He's willing to set you free. You saw that uh, he, the, he went over the waters, and that's when a storm came, and the disciples were, uh, you know, saying, hello, wake up, we're going to die. And he said, uh, you know, he rebuked the wind, and the, the, the wind and the waves, and they're all astonished. There's a lot of beholds in the Bible, behold, and suddenly, that's the exciting thing about Jesus. It's like, wow, behold, this happened, and suddenly, boom, and then he's healing this, and da-da-da. So today is going to be a behold, suddenly, wow, I am set free type of day. <laughs> Amen. And so after he calmed the storm and he went over, uh, he crossed over to the other land, there was only one person over there that he set free. And it's amazing, even if it's just one person, even if there's one person in this room that is being tortured, that is being held captive by demonic strongholds and by demonic powers, he is here crossing the seas, crossing the storm just to set you free for what you're experiencing. And then, you know, you read it, uh, was this a couple days ago in our Bible? He, uh, you know, the demons were like, oh, don't send us, just send us to the pigs. And so the pigs went away. The t people in the town freaked out and they're like, go. Anyway, um, but Jesus, as she was, it was just time after time. That's when you're reading. He was setting people free from demonic strongholds, from sickness, all powers. It was a lot of behold and suddenly. And so that is the life that we live with Christ. And again, this isn't just Freedom Sunday. We have Freedom Sunday every single Sunday, all the time. And so the amazing thing about this is that we have the altar open all the time. So, uh, you know, some things that we deal with, it's as simple as just coming up to the altar. We don't have to schedule a, uh, you know, a a delivery session with you. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm so encapped. I'm so, uh, I'm such a captive to this in this sin that I need to, um, you know, I need to run to somebody to be set free. And times, yes, let, let us help you because it's our job then to uh, usher the Holy Spirit through us, to be a conduit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will reveal, reveal certain things, certain marks that happen in your life and events that happened. And sometimes we need that. You know, we need that help and the counseling and the guidance. But um, there's other times and most times if we just have a life that is uh, in a heart, that is open to God and just, and we come up to the altar regularly, you can have a life of freedom. Life of freedom. That is what God has called you to. And uh, so that I've, I've been set free of a lot of things in this church. Uh, yes, by Freedom Sundays, um, but also just by being obedient to God and hearing to his voice of, I need to go up and pray this and break this stronghold. I'm going to talk to my connect group leader about this. Or, you know, there's things that we work out. And so every day can be a Freedom Sunday. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> 
So more things about uh, Jesus. So it is Christ's will to set us free. So Galatians 5.1, I'm just going to read some scripture. So just soak it in. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8.32. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. John 8.36. Surely he has come, uh, surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our trans- transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Then his fame went throughout all Syria And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed, I can't say this word, epileptics, can't say it, okay, and uh, paralytics, and he healed them, Matthew 4, 24. And now, so that's Jesus. You can see he's willing, and that is who he is. It's the character of God. And now he has sent his Holy Spirit for us to have authority in him to do the same work. So Jesus gave authority to his disciples. Mark 6, 7, calling the 12 to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. Mark 6.13, they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. And then Matthew uh, 17.21, that this this kind doesn't come out by prayer and fasting, so that's what we're doing, is we've prayed, we've fasted, and so now it is time for us to be fully set free so we can live the life of 2022 that God has called us to. I'm going to continue doing a little bit of reading, and then I'm going to highlight uh, three that I feel like God wants to highlight. Um, so just open up your heart. This is where uh, we search our heart and, and see, has, is the Holy Spirit uh, not getting off this certain topic? You know, it's kind of one of those things you feel like he's hooking you. And uh, if you just keep thinking about it and it's lingering in you, that's something that he wants to break off of you. So I'm going to say, uh, go over these certain things. So um, let's see. So the demonic, um, people ask, you know, I'm Christian, and so how come the demonic still has a stronghold in me? Um, You know, shouldn't I just be, like, free and good? Um, That happens when we go to heaven, you know, but we're still surrounded, and there's opportunities for demonic to come into our life by sin, by choices that we make, or it could be sin that, uh, that comes, that's forced on us. So those are the doorways that the demonic can have, to, can enter in that has legal grounds in us that can start to, uh, you know, drive us crazy and torment us. <laughs> so, um, so they don't torment at will, but if they have the rights, they can sadly have the right to remain until commanded to leave in Christ's authority. So this is why deliverance is so important. So they have a, uh, 
a person may be exposed to uh, demonic spirits by the following life choices. Active participation in drugs, sexual immorality, occult, abuse of alcohol, seance, Ouija boards, witchcraft, sorcery. Active participation in liberal arts with regards to occult and cultic readings and materials, pornographic movies and literature. Active participation in hypnosis, uh, meditation, anything that encourages a blank or altered state of mind. So those are uh, active participation. These are sins that we choose to make, and that uh, leaves the door open to the demonic. Uh, The demonic can also uh, enter a person by unchosen circumstances as well, like I said. So child abuse, verbal, sexual, physical, molestation, incest. These are children who have been sinned against. I saw that because they were defiled, then are exposed to demonic spirits. And uh, these spirits gain greater authority as one grows by manipulation and causes the person to sin greater. There's curses. Sometimes in our family line that uh, there was a person uh, saying curses over the family. Uh, Family lineage involved in occult, Freemasonry, or witchcraft. That's when we say when we have just in the family line, it needs to be broken off. Uh, There's trauma, tragedies, accidents, long-term illness, life experiences that cause abnormal grief or extreme fear and depression. And ungodly soul ties can be with a false prophet, adulterers, sexual partners, and advisors. So oppression and possession often show themselves in many ways. So I'm going to Again, just list these off and highlight three. So here's where they can manifest. The spirit of fear as a result of an emotional or physical traumatic incident or inherited from family. This manifests in anxiety, control, phobias, night terrors, insecurities, low self-worth, depression, and hopelessness. A spirit of rejection as a result of abandonment or divorce. This manifests in jealousy, insecurity, guilt, shame, inner vows, addictions. That's when you uh, self-medicate. Loneliness, difficulty giving or receiving love, self-loathing. Sexual sin as a result of fornication, homosexuality, pornography, prostitution, anal sex, molestation, incest, bestiality, fantasy. Manifest in difficulty with keeping relationships, abusive relationships, or dysfunctional with unrealistic expectations in a relationship. These often result in a soul tie, which needs to be broken. Spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness. Manifest in anger, temper, rage, constant blame, critical spirit, stubbornness, victim, and physical ailments, self-loathing. And finally, occult spirits, which manifest in secrecy, power craving, witchcraft, sorcery, divination, control, a Jezebel spirit, which is dominance, overbearing, divisive, or lying, and sickness, confusion, and fogginess. Okay, so that's where if something is grabbing you and hooking you on, that is where Christ wants to set you free. Okay. 
So a little bit of story time really quick. Um, We don't have that much time, but what I wanted to highlight on were the spirit of fear, uh, the spirit of control, and the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness. Okay, spirit of fear. Um, This is a time to, I'm going to share my story, and you might just be like, like gazing out, like, uh, but I know God's speaking to you. (laughs) You're getting downloads of what needs to be set free, and maybe something in my story is something that relates to your life, and that's what we're also going to get set free of and broken off. So spirit of fear. I uh, can easily talk about this because I grew up with a spirit of fear. Every single uh, prophet or uh, person that I came in contact with said this, script, said this scripture that you have not been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm like, how come I can't get away from this? That's all they say to me. <laughs> You've not been given a spirit of fear. But literally, as I grew up, I was so terrified of darkness. I couldn't go in my basement. I couldn't even breathe at night because I put the covers over my head so I could have a little breathing hole because I was so scared of darkness. So, you know, I was like having this breathing hole and every single night it was like, oh, I, I, I got through the night. I got through the night terrors and I'm okay. I had to make sure that my parents' door was open so I can see through and that, you know, something came to me that I'm going to just like go straight out to their, go straight out to their room where I would just sleep at the, the bed of my parents. Um, so the spirit of fear and uh, another, it's just, it's gripping. It's, it's scary. I was, you know, that's when I was younger, when I was older, um, learn, I learned how to drive and I was driving through and I was going to a friend's house that was out in the country. And so the, the roads are really dark and scary. And so I'm driving through and I'm just trying to drive as fast as I can to get this, to this person's house. I was gripped with fear. I felt like, you know, there's a person in the back seat of my car and I just heard all these like torment things coming at me, just super scared, felt like I was seeing things and I was uh, just getting tormented. And so, you know, the roads in the country are very windy. So I was winding through and then boom, I get in an accident. I overturn and my car is in a ditch and you know, I'm trying to call my friend, help me and rescue me out. <laughs> um, so the spirit of fear um, also operated with, within people. So I started being really fearful of, um, I was a people pleaser, making sure everything was good. I was fearing man. And uh, so the spirit of fear just has such a grip and torment over my life. And uh, And I couldn't be set free of it until I realized the authority that I had in Christ. And and so then when I started to understand that authority and break things off, break that spirit of fear off of me, then um, I started to pray over people. And then again, as I was praying for people to get set free, Satan would try to scare me because I didn't like demonic stuff. I didn't even want to see angels. I'm like, oh, angels. My husband sees angels. And I'm like, oh man, the one night he saw an angel, I was like, oh, like, oh man, our house was so messy. And then the angel saw all of our mess. <laughs> that was my thing. And so, <laughs> but I do not, I did not want to see any angels. No, nothing. I hate all of this stuff. But then I you know, started to have uh, courage inside of me get built up because I understood my authority. And then, uh, but he would try to scare me again. People would come up and I would pray over them. And then it's just like this weird demonic person looking at me. I'm like, stop looking at me like that. But that's that spirit of witchcraft and control. But anyway, you have authority over all of that. And uh, so that's the spirit of fear. So it can grip you. Um, 
shuts your voice down, the spirit of fear, um, the spirit of control. You can be under a spirit of control. If you're around controlling people, you start to feel just uh, like they dictate everything around you. So it could be one look from grandma, you know? People can have that, that grandma or the person in their family where all they have to do is give you a look and you're like, oh, yeah, we, we can't be talking about this. Um, like, I can't talk about masks or vaccination in front of my family because something is gonna, like, it's, it's just gonna crack open. I'm gonna get unfollowed or I'm gonna, something's gonna happen. So it's a very fearful, it's controlling. Um, it just stuffs out your voice. Um, so that's the spirit of control um, that you can be under. And so that is something that needs to be broken off of you. Um, spirit of Jezebel. So this is a thing that we hear a lot probably recently in the church. And uh, the Jezebel spirit is, uh, it operates in control. It is power hungry. And uh, it tries to, to get up the ladder. And uh, everything can look good from the people that they serve. But below, they don't treat people well uh, below. So you can see sometimes like you're in a restaurant and this person is like, they don't treat their waiter well at all. They're complaining about everything. Oh my gosh, it's, it's just so cold in here. Can you just, you know, like, and, and what, like, how come the food is taking so long? They're just very mean and, uh, and controlling, but yet they're in this high place of authority. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a control thing. Um, the spirit of Jezebel. So for people who are, who you might have maybe someone on your team who could operate in that, it's hard for you to see that because they're trying to uh, kiss butt to the person up. Sorry. And, uh, but then, you know, they're trying to operate in control down here. It also tries to stifle out the, um, the control, the, um, the, the voice of God. So because they're power hungry, um, they're elevated in these places of excellence. They know how to operate with excellence, but um, they, they stifle out the, the, the word of God. And uh, so that's why she was trying to kill all of the prophets. And it doesn't have to be a woman. It could also be a man. And usually uh, Jezebel uh, always has a person who is an Ahab with her. <laughs> so Ahab is this quiet, meek guy or quiet, meek girl. So you have this controlling, you know, Jezebel, overbearing, controlling, talks about everything and, you know, controlling this and that, gives you one look and then it's like, oh, you know, can't say that. And then, you know, she has this shadow of an Ahab, super quiet and timid and you know, can't say anything. And so uh, a very a weak man or woman. And uh, so again, doesn't have to always operate as a woman, but it's just that spirit. And, uh, but you can break free from that. So you, if you feel like you operate in that, it's usually because uh, you feel like you've had to, you've come under that spirit as well. So that's where God wants to reveal the root so he can cut that off. Um, the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness. Um, this is a big one for me. I've had to really walk through uh, this. I feel like, um, you know, you take those personality tests and I am an INFJ. So J is judgment. I want there to be judgment. I want there to be truth, you know. So I'm this person that had to walk through um, 
learning how to uh, walk in judgment the right and godly way. I was ju- judging my husband, and, and because I was judging him, and it's not my place to judge him, um, I started to become uh, angry, I became bitter, and I had unforgiveness towards him. So anger and uh, bitterness, unforgiveness, all of that comes actually from, uh, from a spirit of judgment. So what the, the measure that we're given is measured back to us. And hopefully this can make a little bit of sense because, you know, the thing with sin is that it is uh, usually it's hard for you to detect it when you're up, when you're you're working in sin, it's deceiving. He's the great deceiver. And so you think like, no, that's not me. But but ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if this is something operating in you because he is the deceiver. You don't know that you're doing something wrong, but he's revealing it to you. And uh, so anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, it, it was a hard, I was trying to figure out how do I forgive? How do I forgive? I, you know, do this or whatever. Um, so if there's a measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So if I judge somebody in return, I will feel the judgment on me. The opposite of that is honor. So if you honor somebody, you, you're releasing it that can help you with forgiving somebody. Forgiveness is release. The kingdom heaven of heaven is releasing. It releases healing. His, his grace is released, but the, the uh, kingdom of darkness is control and, and stuffs you up. It's anger and bitterness. So if you have a hard time uh, forgiving somebody or just letting somebody go, uh, you just have to have your heart to God. I just, re- I release them to you. I release them. I release them. Uh, a good example of this was uh, with King David and Michael. They were uh, in love with each other. Michael was the daughter of Saul and, uh, and it was, uh, and David was to be king. They were in love with each other and uh, Michael covered him. Saul was trying to kill David, so David <laughs> fled. And uh, Saul made his daughter, uh, Michael, marry somebody else, forced her to marry somebody else. So she used to be in this loving, uh, covering, a spirit, and then now something bad happened to her. She got forced into marrying a man that she did not love, and so of course there's anger, bitterness, resentment towards her father. So that is a circumstance that happened to her. Twenty years later, David comes and he is dancing before the Lord, unashamed, naked, <laughs> and uh, she was looking out from a window down to him. Didn't see him for a long time at the beginning. She was longing for him. I wish that the one who I love will come back and rescue me. Now she was in this dreadful situation. She looks down on him and instead of having eyes of love, she had eyes of despise. Did David do anything wrong to her? No. <laughs> he was, you know, forced in this in this situation, but she held on to the bitterness of her father. It said in the Bible that she was the daughter of Saul, not uh, King David, not David's wife. The daughter of Saul, she took on that that bitterness. She didn't deal with it properly. So because that happened to her, she then had eyes to despise David. 
So we can have circumstances happen to us and then we just see, oh my gosh, this happened to me and I resent what happened to me and I haven't dealt with it, but yet I'm doing the same thing to my kids. I'm doing the same thing to, my, to, to, this, to this guy and this person, this relationship. Why am I continuing to do the same thing that I didn't want to do that happened to me? But it's, so this is what God is saying, that you haven't dealt with it correctly. With David, he was unashamed dancing before the Lord. You see two people who responded uh, differently with the same circumstance. King David, his heart was known for purity. He was pure unto God. And so he released it to God. And it says in the Bible that he, uh, he said, you know, God, I release this to you. You're the one who will judge. You see all. So he trusted that God was going to take care of all things. Some things are really hard that you have to deal with, but again, you have to release it unto God and let him deal with it. With Michael, she chose to hold on to it. She didn't choose to release it to him. And uh, so then she became to have uh, eyes of despise. So we need to release. We need to release. We need to release. know I noticed the time. We are going to do, we're going to respond uh, to what God has revealed in our hearts and we're going to respond to him. Um, when When you have a deliverance, this is what you can expect. You can expect a, there's a release that the oppressive forces disappear. The heaviness lifts, uneasiness goes away. The burden and the loads are light. There's a tightness around your head that goes away. Nausea goes away. Joy comes. Sometimes you're filled with laughter. Um, There's a sense of liberty and freedom, divine satisfaction, contempt, and peace. There is peace. Romans 14, 17 says, within deliverance, there's, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So what we're going to do is we're going to all stand. So go ahead and stand. I have a prayer that I want you to repeat after me. And uh, then we're going to come forward. We're going to open up the altar so that uh, if you feel that there needs to be just an extra, just cutting something off and being set free, God's going to do that. So expect that he is going to release you from the torment where you are in your seat. God is going to come. He's here and he wants you to be set free. He loves you. And if you feel the need after that to come forward, then please come forward. So I want you to repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I ask for your forgiveness for my actions. I forgive those who have hurt me. I ask, Lord, that you renew and transform my heart and mind. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and a right spirit within me. I declare the finished work 
of the cross and the blood of Jesus over my life. I submit to the power and authority of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I come against every unclean spirit and I break its hold over me. In the name of Jesus, I come against and break generational curses, spirit of fear, spirit of infirmity, word curses, inner vows, occult, divination, witchcraft, sorcery, sexual sin, soul ties, spirit of death, agreement with lies, bitterness, rejection. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So just go ahead and lift your hands up to, G- to, to, to God and uh, ministry team, please come forward. I'm just going to do a prayer right now. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're here. I thank you, Jesus, that you have broken and we release, God, the, the, the torment of the enemy. We break every single stronghold of the demonic right now in Jesus' mighty name. I declare chains are broken off, loose from their spirit right now. That spirit that is not of God, that does not come from you, Jesus, that it is broken and set free from your people right now in Jesus' mighty name. That spirit of fear, the spirit of control, that binding spirit from the occult, witchcraft, that spirit that likes to come in and grip people, be loose from their life right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that are here, that you're here. God, I release right now from heaven. I release joy. I release freedom. I release healing. I release, God, that people who come in with a broken heart are set free, God. I thank you for your love. I release, God, just an anointing and a flow from heaven that sets them free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you are for us and not against us. Thank you for setting us free from torment, God, from nightmares, from sickness, from illnesses, from the spirit of grief right now in Jesus' name, from torment, God. Thank you, Lord. Suddenly, behold, you are here. Suddenly, behold, we are set free. I came in feeling one way and behold, I am forever changed. That's 2022 is my greatest year ahead. Nothing can hold me back in 2022 that I leave today completely changed. Curses are broken off of me right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bondage is broken off. Poverty is broken off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a, some people feel blockage. That blockage is getting off of you right now. Thank you, Lord. I release wisdom. I release peace. I release clarity in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.